I'm Carlo, Carlo Pietro Sanfilippo, and this is my podcast. With this project, I want to explore the means, methods, tools, and examples of living on purpose, living the life we want, doing the things that light us up, things that make us feel like we're alive, growing, making a difference, and enjoying the process along the way. Welcome to It's the Journey. Welcome to my first episode of my podcast, It's the Journey. So before I get into who I am, I want to talk about you know where this came from and why I'm doing it and all that kind of fun stuff. So about a decade ago now, I went through a rough, dark period where in just a short period of time, in about four years, um, my stepdad died, and my mom died, and my dad died, and I got divorced in the middle of all that. And so prior to that, I was married, had a house, and you know, two kids, which I obviously still have. Um, so I was doing all the things I thought I was supposed to do, the whole American dream kind of thing. And all that stuff hit me so hard. It really, it really kind of stopped me in my tracks a little bit. And um, I went through a period of, you know, obviously sadness and self-reflection and self-work. And I really began to think through what, what do I want to do and how do I want to live? And <clears throat> on the backside of that, I learned to trust myself and I learned to start to say yes to some things that I wanted to do in life. And just as an example, one of the things I talk about uh, in my book that I'll, I'll talk about more, more later is um, one of the things I, I said yes to was I decided to learn Italian. And as part of that, I did some uh, intensive language classes uh, where I actually went to Italy and signed up for a class and I was in class for so many hours a day. And so one of the places I did that was down in the southern part of Italy called Puglia. It's uh, the part of Italy that looks like a heel. So I, you know, planes, trains, automobiles, get myself down there, checked into my Airbnb, and I went in October, so I found this beautiful little little home for like 40 bucks a night that was around the corner from the school, and I'm getting checked in, and I'm greeted by this, uh, you know, lovely little... Italian couple, uh, Isabella and Emilio, a uh, little bit younger than me. They introduced introduced themselves and showed me around the house. And you know, and, and this is at this point in Italian. I had studied about a year and a half, and I had enough under my belt that I could have those kind of conversations of you know, my name is, and I'm this old, and this is why I'm here, and blah blah blah. So we're going through that. You know, they're curious, like, why are you here? And you know, they had to, as part of the Airbnb check in, they had to get my passport information. You know, to make sure I. I was who I said I was. Like, oh, you've got an Italian name. What's up with that? And so kind of explained uh, a little bit about my, my family's roots and from, from Sicily. So they got excited about that because Southern Italy and Sicily used to be part, you know, before the unification for many, many years was part of a region called the Kingdom of the Two Sicilies where it was a, a nation that was either independent or a vassal of, of various other countries. But this this region, southern Italy and Sicily, was connected culturally and economically for centuries and centuries. And so, what I one of the things I learned is, you know, that they uh, 
they kind of view each other as you know this 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 kind of cool connection, like cousins almost. So if I said you know my grandparents are from here, then they kind of like pulled me in, like oh cool, you're you're one of us. It was a really cool experience. So. Uh, so we're having all these kind of fun conversations. So, so then we, you know, we go into the kitchen, and on the kitchen there's this spread of, of food that was amazing because f- along with the forty bucks a night, it included breakfast, which was was amazing. So there was these cool little, you know, fruits and vegetables that were grown locally. These fat, cool little cucumbers that are only grown down there, and they, these these hard bread things. I forgot the name of them, but they they look like almost like a donut and they're just hard as a rock, but you you soak them in water for just a little bit and they soften up and then you put olive oil on them and tomatoes and cheese and whatever you want and they make make nice little snacks. And then they're uh, going through everything and what it was cuz it was all, you know, from, you know, you could recognize it but it was different. And then they're like, "Oh, and and um the honey um came from uh bees that that Emilio takes care of, and he harvested the honey from these bees, and 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 then he, the olive oil uh, Emilio made, and it actually won an award for the for the best olive oil in Puglia that year, and I was just so excited about that because like that's you know trees trees are a big theme in my life. I love trees, and I love the idea of you know it's olive oil and making something that people have done for thousands of years, and here's a guy you know that's that's doing that. And so then he asked a few more questions like, well, where specifically are your grandparents from? And so I mentioned the town, it's called Trapetto, and it's this little town west of Palermo. And he goes, oh, he, he, Emilio got excited again. He's like, ah, Trapetto, uh, Trapetum in Latin means uh, mill or press. Uh, I think in the Italian word is frantoio. It's changed over time, but in Latin it was Trapetum. And since the town is Trapetto, that they probably had one there, and uh, did the research later, and sure enough, they did. But it was for sugarcane. But he guessed correctly, so he got excited. He's like, "Well, hey, um, we talked a little more," and he said, uh, "Next week, I'm going to start harvesting olives to make olive oil this year. If you want to join me." And I, you know, going back to the theme of saying yes, I was like, "Absolutely, yes, heck, <laughs> heck yeah!" I was so excited. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I kind of, after, after they left and I started going to class, I kind of I kind of thought maybe there's a 50-50 shot of that happening, you know, with how many times people say, we should grab coffee or we should grab lunch or we should do this or whatever. And, you know, sometimes it's just something people say, and maybe they mean it at the moment, but then it just doesn't happen. So I kind of set myself up for, yeah, that's a big thing to do for a stranger. Um, so... If it happens, it'll be awesome, but if not. Um, and in the meantime, I start going to class and we would talk about what's going on. And I mentioned that this was a thing and uh, everybody, the Italians kind of thought I was crazy. Like, what, you know, that, it was sort of like a, for them, like a, like a Tom Sawyer tricking people into painting fences kind of thing. Like that's, that's a lot of work. It's really hard and it's tiring. And I'm like, I know, but it sounds fun to me. So uh, they were kind of laughing about that, but uh before long, I, I finally got a message from Isabella and saying, hey, we can pick you up Thursday at one o'clock. And I said, yes. And so Thursday, one o'clock, she picks me up. Um, and we drove and drove and drove all the way down to the very, very tip of the hill. And uh, along the way, we went through all these little towns. And one of the towns, there was even this, this goat, a guy with goats, like like going, I don't know where he was going, but like, 15 or so goats with these big, long, curvy horns. It was just so cool to see all this. And then more and more, we're driving through these 
fields and fields of like uh, ancient olive trees. Some of them that they can be, they can live to be thousands of years old. But these were like probably centuries old. These gnarled, cool roots, and we're driving and driving, and you start to see the ocean, or the the sea, and we get down to the where the orchard was, where we're going to be working, and it's up on a hill. And you could literally look to the left and see the Adriatic Sea and look to the right and see the Ionian Sea. It was, it was that far south. And just, just standing there among olive trees with this little stone house that was there, knowing that like how, how far, how, where I was, you know, look, looking out like that to the east was, you know, where Greece and the Balkans and, and to the west, you know, if I went far enough, it'd be Sicily and then the Atlantic and straight south was Africa. And I'm standing there f- feeling these winds blowing up from Africa. It was just, it was an amazing experience. So uh, Emilio greets me and he's like, oh, come on, uh, let's, let's go look at the trees. So he takes me around and gives me a tour. And he's like, okay, this type of olive tree was brought here by the Greeks when they arrived 4,000 years ago to, to colonize this part of Italy. These were the, the first colonies of Greece as Greece became too big and they began to send their, their young people out to go colonize other lands. They, that was one of the first places they showed up on the Italian peninsula. And they brought their trees with them to make olive oil. And then this, this kind of tree over here takes me to a different tree. This one was brought here by the Arabs when they showed up 800 years ago after the fall of Rome. They brought these from from wherever they were from, and then these other ones were native to to the Italian peninsula, and they've been here for millennia. And I like to mix them all together to make this unique blend that I do. And so that was just cool seeing like this the history of all these trees and how they got there. And this this Emilio knew knew all this stuff, and it was so fun. So takes me over to one of the trees, and underneath the tree was this this fine green netting spread out all over the place to catch the olives. Uh, and he hands me this pole, this uh, big pole with a hose coming out of one end that was connected to an air compressor. And at the, at the business end of it was this, this little rake thing, two, two rakes that when you turn the lever on the pole, the rakes would shake and, and you basically just held the poles up to the branches of the trees and it would shake them enough that the olives would just start raining down on you, like raining down, like bouncing off your head, boop, 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 boop. And uh, they're falling all over the place and we'd, we'd hit each branch one by one until finally the tree was empty and you'd go, to, go around to the, to the nets and you'd pick up the nets on either side and we'd gather the olives in the middle and dump them into these buckets and put them onto, put them onto this little, little truck. And we did that over and over and over again until, until the, finally the sun started going down. And literally, you see the sun coming through the branches of these trees and glimmering off the water. And uh, at the end of this day, and you know, we I get get a hug from Emilio and um, Isabella was going to drive me back, and I was just driving back and just flooded with emotion of like getting to do this thing, this ancient thing that people have been doing for thousands of years with these with these kind people who saw that I was excited about something and saw that I was interested and and gave me this experience that will be with me forever just just because they they thought hey this is this guy wants to know about his roots and wants to know about his history and he's curious and he took the time to learn the language so let's do this and um all those things happened because I said yes to studying a language 
And then I said yes to finding a teacher in Italy. And then I said yes to going over to Italy, taking these classes. And I made other sacrifices in my and the way I spent money and the way I budgeted so that I could do those things. But all those things happened because I finally trusted my own instincts enough to say yes to do something. And um, I had so many experiences like that after that, after that dark period. And I kept having this feeling of like, wow, I'm like, I'm learning a lot and I'm growing and I'm, I'm trying new things. And each time I say yes to something, it opens up thousands of little doors I didn't know existed. I meet new people and make new connections and have new experiences. And then opens me up to other new things that are fun and exciting. And they, they don't always have to be as big as going to the other side of the planet to do something. It's, it can be big things, small things. Um, but I, I kept feeling like I've, I've, I'd like to write about this. And I'd like to do something with this. And I didn't know where to begin. And then uh, about two years ago, I had an idea. I thought, well, maybe I'll do a podcast. And I, I sat down with some friends that um, were understood this much, much better than me. And they kept asking me questions to try to get me to focus. Like, well, what, what's it about? And what's your theme? And, and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't nail it down. And like, who's your target? What's this about? And so finally, one of my friends says, you know, sometimes people will write a book and the process of writing a book and having to explain something or really get your thoughts down will help you focus enough that then when you're done with it, then you see more clearly, you know, what your, what your story is and what you're trying to tell. And so once again, I said, Yes, that sounds that sounds like a good idea. And so I mentioned it to a couple other people that I that I know and respect, and and they said, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I think you know, I think that you would do well with that. And and one of them actually introduced me to a woman. He's like, I know I know the perfect person. You know, this Nancy Erickson, and she helps people write nonfiction books. She has a process, and she asks you questions, and she she will help pull that out of you in a way that then you end up with this outline that you can use to write your book. And I knew, I knew instantly, like, that's exactly what I need. And so um, I think one or two phone calls with Nancy, and I was like, I'm, I'm doing this. And I was, I mean, I remember the day, like, I, I pulled the trigger on it. I was standing outside of uh, Rise Coffee. It was cold. It was in, I think it was October-ish. Um, and talking to her on the phone, and I'm like, yeah, let's let's do this. And so she starts sending me homework, and we start having lessons. And and um, over the course of uh, about a year, uh, went through her process to create the outline, and then took the outline and wrote the chapters. Uh, a year after that, which was this come this past October, uh, we we edited and reworked and got those to where it was done done. And between October and now, we've been taking it through the publishing process. And actually, as of last Friday, which was December 11th, I officially became a published author, which is not not something I like ever had like a goal to do. One of those things you think about that, like, well, maybe I could do that. Just like, well, maybe I'll go to Alaska. I don't know. Alaska is beautiful. It looks like someplace fun to go, but I don't have like a a written goal that I must go there before this time period or whatever. And so, um, but once the book, so in the book, I was trying to pull my story out. Like what, it's not a biography, but you know, the book is called Afterlife. 
you know, waking up from my American dream. And I really tried to go back and, and walk through what was that process between this, 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 these things happened to me, knocked me down. And instead of jumping back up and going back to what I was doing, I, I think, thankfully took some time to reflect. I got some help. I w- worked with a therapist. I worked with a life coach. I worked with um, entrepreneurial coaches. I, I read, I don't know how many books and listened to books and journaled and just took a lot of time and space to figure out like, what do I really want to do? And it wasn't like I had a big master plan and, and then jumped into it. It was little things. Um, I decided to build some furniture and then that led me to trying some you know, improv and then that led me to meeting all kinds of cool people that were doing other interesting things. And then that inspired me. Um, that's partially what inspired me to start studying Italian. I'm like, yeah, I think I, think I want to do this. I did this other thing. I learned something. It was fun. So... The book, I try to capture all that. And um, the title, you know, Afterlife, um, that really came from because it came from this feeling I had after all this that like I felt like my old life had like I was like was dead. Not not like not in a sad way or not in a depressing way or just like whatever that was just didn't exist anymore. Um, and I, that, that feeling drove me to change structures of how I lived. It drove me to change relationships. It it, it made it easy to walk away from things that didn't serve me anymore. Um, not in a defiant way and not in a arrogant way. Just, I don't, this isn't, this things aren't mine or these relationships aren't good or they're not healing or helpful um so it, 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 these this, even it, things clothes that i wore and just little things that just i just began to look at things the way you'd look at well i mean i went through my parents dying and i had to like literally deconstruct their lives and like you know, sell their house and get rid of their things and uh, throw things away and give things away and sell things and it, it felt like that like i was giving away things that from an old world that didn't make sense for me anymore and so and then the subtitle waking up from my american dream was really like looked at how i how i spent my time and money for so many years chasing after these things you know this house and cars and then the house needs to have this and it needs to be a bigger house and and more and i i I, it it felt like it felt like trying to fill a black hole um, when, when, when we keep trying to pursue more materialism, more things that aren't fulfilling, they're never, there's never an end. Um, that experience I told you about with the olive trees, the experience of just learning Italian. I, I've been doing Italian lessons almost every week for close to, close to four years, three and a half, four years. The time I spend doing that is so fun and so exciting and so interesting and I learn so much and each each week I feel myself growing and expanding a little bit um, so the book the book was trying to capture all that and when I was done with it it became clear that 
um, along the way, I've met so many fun people and met so many interesting people. And I've had so many friends ask me, well, how did you do this? And how did you do that? And, um, and I've been open about everything, open about coaching, open about therapy and like what I learned or what's it about and, and what do I get from those things and what do I get from, from meditation? And um, so I'm like, you know, I, I think I, I want to do a project where I dive into those with other people. I want to dive into lives of people that I admire, respect, or I'm curious about that are doing fun things that have said yes to starting a business or said yes to, to going somewhere or yes to helping helping someone or just a, looking at life in a different way. I want, to, I want to dive into and talk to people that are that are doing things to help people. So a therapist or the book, my book coach or my my Italian teacher or people like that. Like how does that work and 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 make it hopefully more accessible to other people. Um, and along the way, I know just from my from the last eight years, as I do this, it's going to open up more more relationships and more connections, which um, I'm excited about, and I hope I hope you are too. Um, so that's that's what I want to do with this. Um, as I've thought about it, you know, concisely, I want to explore, you know, the means and methods and tools and examples of living on purpose living the life we want, doing things that light us up, things that make us feel like we're alive, growing, and making a difference. Um, and growth, growth was a big, big thing for me, big discovery for me. Um, I remember not many years after I was married, you know, working in the yard and sort of, I'd, I'd start daydreaming about being in college again. And I'd, and I'd daydream about like one day when I'm retired, I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to take classes. I'm going to study and learn. And, and I was so excited about, you know, I think about this as like one day, one day I'll do this again. And, um, I kept thinking that it was college that I wanted. And then, um, every year college got <laughs> more and more expensive. So it's just like, you know, when I when I went to school in the '90s, a class at UMSL was you know, a semester at UMSL was twelve hundred dollars with with books, and you know, books can cost that much for to go to school in America. Um, so that that goal was like the American dream thing. It just kept feeling like it was pushed further and further away. It was going to cost more and more and more. Like, oh, I'm going to need fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars to go to graduate school, and it just felt like another forever away someday thing that would happen. And um, and so it just became kind of depressing. So you just kind of put those further back, further back. Well, maybe when I'm maybe when I'm fifty, or maybe when I'm sixty, or maybe when I'm seventy, uh, I, I kept feeling like. That that that's that's the way it had to be, um, and then after my divorce, one of the things I one of the things I decided to do is build. I mentioned before, build furniture, um, and I talk about this story in my book. But just really quickly, I I um, I had to I had to furnish my new place, and I kept going to places like Restoration Hardware and looking at their stuff, and I loved that style. Uh, and but I was frankly annoyed and pissed off that it was so expensive. I'm like, all this stuff is made from literally you know repurposed lumber why does this cost 10 grand or 12 grand or whatever and not no you know no offense to them it's a great company but it's like i just was annoyed by that like the school why does why does school cost you know five ten times as much as it did when i was uh going to school um 
So I just decided to make some stuff. Um, and I had a, a lot of fun with it. There was one day I remember I was in my dining room putting together, putting together my table. I had built it in the basement and took it apart and brought it upstairs and was reassembling it. And I was, you know, had music going and uh, just by myself and I'm working, working, working. I was working sometimes, you know, late at night on weeknights and all weekend long and never feeling like it was work. And I remember stopping in my tracks and, and I was aware of this feeling that I had. I was happy and I was excited and I was having fun. And in my brain, I'm like, that's what you were looking for, Carlo. That's the feeling. It had nothing to do with going to school, it had nothing to do with sitting in class and taking tests and writing essays. It had everything to do with capturing this feeling of growing intentionally, learning new things, expanding your, your, your abilities, and along the way, meeting new people that, that, uh, that, that can teach you things and open up different uh, avenues. So in that moment, that was, that was pretty early on in the process. I, I realized, okay, so structuring my life so that I can continue to keep learning and growing is, is vital. And that helped me then open the door to saying, you know, yes to starting to learn improv. And I started doing that for fun. And, and that, that challenged me and scared me and, and forced me to do things that I, that I maybe wouldn't have done before. And then that opened up more and more opportunities for things. And even this book and podcast project are things that kind of scared me. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know, man. What if, what if people don't like what I have to say? Or what if people don't like my book? Or what if people, you know, who am I to like share my story? What, who, who, you know, I'm, I just had all these, you know, imposter syndrome and self-doubt kind of things. Uh, but I said yes anyway. And I'm having fun. And now same thing. I'm learning. I'm, I'm up late at night looking at looking and reading and watching videos and watching watching um watching uh you know how-to videos or googling how to do this or that. And it doesn't feel like work. It's just like building the table. I was, you know, building the table in my basement of my condo, which is in the I'm on the third floor, so I had to go up and down four flights of stairs every time I needed a tool. And I can't tell how many times I left the tape measure or something like that in the wrong place and had to like run up and run back down. But it, it never felt like a chore. It didn't feel like something I had to do. Uh, it was something I was pulled to do. So I am trying to structure my life that, it, that I'm, 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 I'm working I'm doing fun things. I'm doing things that light me up and that are exciting. And I want to dive in and keep exploring that with other people and like, what are they doing and how are they doing it? And other people that can help maybe remove some of those roadblocks that we set up for ourselves that cause self-doubt and cause us to not trust ourselves and not, and, 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 and when we don't trust ourselves and love ourselves, then when other people maybe throw some shade on an idea or self-doubt that's coming often from inside themselves, we listen to that. But when, you, when you've got a, a stronger sense of support for yourself, you can listen to that and see if there's any wisdom in, 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 in the things they're, they're saying and then still make your own decision and move past it. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's what I want to do. And so the, the, the podcast is called It's the Journey, which is, you know, obviously it's, it's, I'm diving into the subject of that life is about the journey, you know, not the destination. It's about what we do along the way and how we grow and who we help and, and, um, and 
those themes. So I want to dive into those themes. You know, how can we help push ourselves along this journey, looking at other people's journeys that have made cool choices and, you know, what are the themes in their life and how did, how did they get to the point where they felt like they could push that, push past those fears? Um, so I want to do that with the podcast. Again, it's the journey. And then my book talks about my story and how I grew that. So um, if, you're, if you're curious about that, if that sounds fun, um, I'm going to set this up as a weekly podcast. And I've already recorded several sessions. So those will be, those are kind of in the, in the inventory to work through. And then I've got several more lined up to do. So I'm going to do this for, I'm going to do this for the longest, as long as this is fun. Um, like in, in improv, there's another, there's another, uh, another thing they teach you called follow the fun. You know, instead of walking into scenes and having everything all scripted out, you, you, you play with ideas and you start to follow what seems fun to you and your scene partner and what the audience is reacting to. So that's what I'm doing here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this as long as it's fun. I hope it's fun for you. Um, you can let me know what you like. And if there's other topics you think I should dive into, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. You can find more information about me, my book, podcast on my website which is www.carloblog.com. It has information on the blog, information about the book, information about me, information about the podcast. Uh, has all the places you can follow, Instagram and LinkedIn, Facebook, and all that kind of fun stuff. And um, yeah, so you know, f- sign up for the newsletter if you want. Um, just trying to like use that as a way to push out things I'm thinking about or things, things that are, uh, you know, as, as new podcasts come out or as, I, as, I, as this thing grows and, and morphs, that'll be a little bit more deeper dive into some of those things that might be posted on social media. So yeah, if you, uh, if you like this, give it, a, give it a like, please follow on social media and uh, I will be back soon. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you.